Good morning, Resurrection family. We welcome you to another worship experience. Whether you are watching online or you are right here in the sanctuary, we thank God for you being with us on today. We are super excited about the fact that this is the middle of March 2022. The year is moving along. Easter is coming up. Several things are going to happen here at Resurrection that you'll be finding out about. We'll be sending out some information about what we're going to do leading up to the road to Resurrection Sunday. Uh, we're excited. Pastor Brown is back today. He's about to come with the word of God. So we're excited. Tell your friends and family to tune in now. Share this broadcast if you're online. And if you are someone that is visiting with us for the first time, you're a very special guest to us, and we want to give you something. We want to give you a gift for being with us on today. And we encourage you to take out your phone and to text the word GUEST to 830-689-8074. We'll send you a copy of one of our pastor's sermons. Well, we encourage you to just sit back, get ready for a worship experience like no other just after this very special announcement about something that's going to happen on next week the praise team is going to come and bless us lead us into the very presence of God through praise and worship and then the next voice you hear will be that of our senior pastor pastor Ray Brown God bless you and again thank you for being with us on today Morning resurrection. Say good morning, resurrection. We invite you right now to just invite the Lord into your hearts, into your minds, into your spirits, wherever you are, and lift up this worship with us. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Hallelujah. Anybody know we serve a mighty God? We serve a holy God. We serve a mighty God. We serve a holy God. We serve an awesome God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Savior, my Savior. Hey, we serve a mighty God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We serve a holy God. We serve an awesome God, my Savior, 
my Savior. Everybody say, we serve mighty God. We serve, we serve a holy God. We serve an awesome God.
mighty. He is that he is. They asked him who he was. He says, I am that I am. Anybody serve the great I am out there? And I'm so grateful to him because he said that he sends out his word and it won't return into him void. Anybody believe that today? That whatever God says, he's going to do it. That's a check that you can take to the bank. Anybody believe that today? Uh, yeah. He said that we believe it. All things are possible when we believe and old chains are breakable when we receive Yahweh you keep your promises hey if you said it we believe it if you said it if you said it we believe it Your man say, If you say it, we believe it. Oh, if you say it, we believe it. Cause your man say, All things are possible when we believe, and old chains will break up. Your man say, If you say it, we believe it. Oh, 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 oh. If you say it, we believe it. Cause your man say, And we have this confidence. You'll finish what you started. God, you have never failed. Patient in every heartache, God, you have never failed. You won't start with me. Everybody rock like, hey, hey, hey. Cause if you said it, if he said it, if you said it, we believe it. Your man say, hey. If you said it, we believe it. Oh, 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 oh. If you said it, we believe it. Cause your man say, And we have this confidence. Patience, God, you never fail. 
Because he said it. Hallelujah. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. I don't Help me say that I don't feel no waste.
had to get that off my chest. The 100 number of Psalms says something about entering into his courts with praise. And I want to know, is there anybody here that's got one reason to praise the Lord? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't look at me crazy. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what it took to get me here. And so if you don't mind, I feel like praising. I feel like praising. Go on and take some time and praise her. I, I feel you. Come on and give God some praise in his house. Come on and give him praise. Come on and give him praise. Come on and give him praise. He's worthy. Is there anybody over here? Just raise your hand if you got a reason. Is there anybody over here? Anybody in the back over there? Come on and just lift them. Jay, I just came back from the rock. I'm sorry, I, I missed two Sundays in being in resurrection. I, so I got to let, I got to catch up. But I was over at the rock and I told him, I said, look at your neighbor, do it real quickly. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. Hi. Oh, y'all got to say it with tune. That's how we, we did it without music back in the day. Say, I, I got a feeling, got a feeling that everything is gonna be all right.
y'all young musicians, so y'all gonna have to help me right here. Because something got a hold. I'm sorry. On me. Help me, y'all. Oh, yes, it did. I said something. <laughs> Anybody like that today? I'm trying to take us back to some old Baptist step. Oh, I went to a meeting. I went to a meeting one night. And my heart, and my heart just wasn't right. Something got a Give God some praise in the place. Amen. Listen. Let's praise. Let's praise God for this wonderful chorus. Amen. Our praise team, our musicians. But listen. Give God praise the fact that he woke you up this morning. Come on, give him some praise. Give him some praise. Amen. He woke you up this morning. He woke you up this morning. Amen. Stand on your feet wherever you are. Stand on your feet wherever you are. Amen. Stand. Look down the row. Look down the row. Look down the row. And if I'm talking to you, then you could use these words. If I'm not, I want you to listen to your neighbor. Everybody look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, this pew has been designated as the shouting row. Come on. Tell, tell them. You may not tell them. Look, no, 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 no. Look at your neighbor. Stop, stop, stop. So hold on. Say, neighbor. You may not know nothing about a mourner's bench, but if you stay here, you about to find out. Hey, come on, look at me and say, neighbor, I got a reason to give him praise. I've got a reason to lift up his name. Now, act like you're going to give God a crazy praise because you want a crazy blessing. Lift your hands with me. Lift your hands with me, Father. We come today. We come this morning. We come right now, entering into your courts with thanksgiving, into your courts with praise. We're thankful unto you, and we come to bless your name, for we know that you are good, and that your mercy endures forever. If your mercy didn't endure, we wouldn't be here right now. In fact, you've given us mercy for new mistakes, new mercies for new mistakes. Your grace has been sufficient. And we, if we don't do anything else today, we just want to say thank you. You've forgiven us. Look beyond all our faults and saw all of our needs. And for that, we say thank you. What a mighty God we serve. Now, Lord, we ask that you would right now anoint us for the preaching of this moment. Penalize not these people for the lack of this person. Use me. In fact, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, our strength and redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. 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 This is the day the Lord has made. Don't you ever feel like you come in a place where you can't rejoice and be glad. If, listen, 
If you're the only person clapping and ain't nobody clapping with you, clap real loud until they start clapping with you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. I believe, I believe, I believe we, we finished our series reset. I believe that God is going to give us a greater appreciation for church. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing people that faces I've never seen before. And I believe those who never really used to go to church on the regular are about to start filling up the seats of those who were going every now and then. Amen. I'm seeing that and I'm prophesying that. I believe that we're going to return not only to just two services that we have right now in the English, but we're going to have all of our services full again. In fact, I'm, I'm going to go on record and say it today. I see overflow. Not just in the buildings, but in life. God's about to bring some new stuff. He's, a, he's getting ready to do a new thing. Anybody ready to receive it? Here, here's how you, but you got to position yourself for that. The day of fake praise and the day of fake worship and the, the day of perfunctory praise. Is in, and you got to stop being so programmed and start letting the Holy Spirit have his way in your life. Somebody's about to build houses that you never thought you could afford. Somebody's about to live on another level, not just because of things, but because you're putting him first. Seek ye first the kingdom. He's about to add so much to you. You're going to hand down some stuff and leave a legacy for people to come. They may not know your name, but they're going to feel that you made a difference in this world. How many believe that today? Amen. Amen. I believe that. I believe that. Amen. Today we want to begin a new series. Thank you for standing. We're going to start a new series. It's entitled, The Songs in the Key of Life. Say that with me, Songs in the Key of Life. Amen. I called Stevie Wonder. He wasn't able to come. And so I called David. He said, don't worry, I got some songs. Amen. And we're going to focus on the Psalms of Scripture or the Hebrew songbook in Scripture. Uh, and we want to look at these Psalms because they, I believe, teach us about life. And about ourselves and today we want to look at begin this series by looking at Psalms 34 in the New King James Version and I want to read into your hearing verses 1 through 8 Psalm 34 Psalms 34 verses 1 through 8 and it reads like this I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. And I want to tag this text today with this thought. Oh, taste and see. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to get a taste. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God bless you. Thank you, team. Amen. This song is a song of David. You do remember David, don't you? That sheep tending spirit 
anointed lion, avoiding bear, slaying, giant, killing, friend, loving, always procreating, multiple, marrying, heart playing, poetry, writing, liturgy, composing, sing, song singing, fine looking woman chasing, husband, murderer, and safety seeking, parent failing, enemy conquering, nation building, God forgiving, lifetime believing David. You do remember David, don't you? David had been there, done that, got the t-shirt and the hat. He had done everything that he thought he was big enough to do and accomplished that, that people twice his age had not done. But here in this song, David is having a how I got over my soul looks back and wonders kind of moment. In this song, he, he powerfully and poetically reflects on that time in his life when he had to pretend to be insane, pretend to be crazy, pretend, pretend to have lost his mind in order to avoid being assassinated. Have you ever been in a situation where you had to act like someone else in order to survive? You had to make yourself small so that others wouldn't be intimidated. You had to downplay your achievements so that others would not feel insecure. You had to act like you didn't understand the question so that others wouldn't abuse your answer. You, you had to diminish your intellectual capacity in order to avoid an attack on your person. You had to mute your knowledge of law and order and your rights in order to avoid being beaten, mistreated, and incarcerated for no reason at all. You had to deny your heritage and your culture so that people wouldn't critique your clothing and how you styled your hair. You had to silence your religious conviction so that you wouldn't be denigrated in class or in church. You had to even hide your gifts so you wouldn't arouse the jealousy of others who weren't as gifted as you. Have you ever been in a situation where you had to act like someone else in order to survive? That's where David had been. Here he composes a song about his experience, a song that he had let simmer in his soul. He remembered how he felt when he was delivered, how he felt when he was snatched from the jaws of death and despair and saved when he could not save himself. As he contemplated this experience, he put pen to Paphras and he had he wrote a poem, uh, he wrote this song uh, to share his testimony, to simply say something about how good God had been to him. With the jaunty thump of a cafe's playlist, he shares his song about what it tastes like, what it looks like when God works miraculously in your life. Can you see where God is and has been miraculously at work in your life? Sometimes it's obvious like the doctors who had given you up, but God healed your body. Sometimes it's subtle, like being selected over more qualified applicants on a job or on a contract. But the question remains the same. Can you see where God is and has miraculously been at work in your life? David could. And so he wrote a song that's divided into two parts, proclamation and praise. Say that with me, proclamation and praise. 
It's 22 verses form an acrostic. If you know anything about Hebrew language, this is an alphabetical song like Psalm 25 and Psalm 119. Each verse begins with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet. The first 10 verses are songs of praise that invite us to come and worship God while the rhythm of the verses 11 through 22 exhort us to hear God's instruction and dance to God's tune and so he starts this song with a proclamation his praise is broad and it's expansive it's cooling the gang on Hollywood swinging we talking hey 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 what you got to say oh still wrong congregation okay okay he, he he's basically saying given a big proclamation and he says it like this I will bless the Lord at all times Three things about that one phrase. I will bless the Lord at all times. Uh, it's personal, it's, 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 it's positive, and it's pervasive. It's personal. Say personal. He uses the personal pronouns I and my. And my friends, at some point in our lives, your theology must become your testimony. It's good to know about the Lord, but it's better to know the Lord. Uh, it, it's you need to be able to transition from God is the rock to God is my rock. God is a healer to God is my healer. From from God is a savior to God is my savior. It's got to be personal. Look at your neighbor and say, make it personal. But notice the proclamation is also positive because he says, I will, my soul will boast. In the Lord, this suggests that he's moved beyond the point where he needed the affirmation, the verification or the validation and permission of others to give God praise that praise that God's name was due. In other words, he was saying their looks, their thoughts and their opinions have no bearing on me. They don't bother me. They don't hinder me because they're not the foundation. They're not the source of my rejoicing. It's all about God. Let me give you this story real quick. My dear friend, Dr. John Adolph, whose book that we used a couple of times in our Bible study, was telling about how when he came to San Antonio and preached a citywide revival, he was observing back in the back during the whole sermon, an usher was just shouting alone in the back of the church. She had a black dress on, silver badge, white gloves. We talking Baptist to the bone. Professional Baptist, I mean, you know, had the look. And he pointed out what all of us know, and that is this. Watch, Baptists don't typically shout ordinarily. All that stuff I was up here doing in the choir doing to get y'all to praise, that Baptist right there. Because, you know, you got to be in the right mood to shout if you Baptist. The choir has to sing the right song for 30 minutes and go over the verses about 15 times. Apostolics, they walk in the door shouting. Pentecostals will shout when you read the announcements. And he was preaching, and this lady was in the back of the church shouting throughout the whole service. And after the service was over, Dr. Adolph was shaking hands. This is before COVID, you could shake hands. Y'all, some of y'all forgot what they feel like. I'm gonna show y'all in a minute when you get a chance. We gonna <laughs> had to learn how to do that all over again. And 
she was shaking, he was shaking hands with everybody, and this lady shook her, his hand. He was trying to move her through the line because other people were behind her. And she walked up to him and apologized and said, Reverend, I hope I didn't mess up your sermon. And he tried to move her along. He said, he said, Praise God, praise God. But she stopped and and as she, she was in the line, uh, twist her hair was twisted, her wig was twisted, makeup was on the front of her dress. And 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 and, and she stopped him and she took off that twisted wig and said pastor you just don't understand she had a scar on her skull from one ear to the other and she said Reverend I'm living with an inoperable brain tumor they gave me six months to live but that was six years ago And when I think about how good God has been to me, Pastor, I don't care what these people think and how they are looking at me crazy because they just don't understand. Somebody ought to shout and say, it's got to be personal. This song that David is writing is personal. It's positive. It's pervasive. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. This is not a Facebook post, my friends. This is not a 140 characters praise on Twitter. This is not an Instagram post of praise because you got to sing the solo in the choir on Sunday. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times when I don't feel like getting out of bed, when they're plucking my one last good nerve, when I'm ready to throw up my hands and walk away. I will bless the Lord at all times. This is big. This is big because the average person has an attention span of eight seconds. See, I lost y'all already. And yet, this musical hyperbole, in this musical hyperbole, the writer sings that at all times, I'm trying to break it down like a fraction, I will bless, I will revere, I will acknowledge, I will exalt the Lord, no matter what, no matter when, no matter who is around, no matter where he is, I will honor God's presence, God's purpose, and God's power. God's praise shall continually be in my mouth, regardless, non-stop. I'm going to praise God with every second, every minute, every hour, every breath, every step, every day. David is a first-hand witness to the deliverance of God. He didn't have to ask nobody's permission. This was not a second-hand devotion and a third-party hallelujah. He had an experience with God and was overwhelmed with praise for God because when you know what it is for God to deliver you and to change you and to protect you and to heal you and shield you and shelter you and make ways out of no ways it gives you palpable confidence and you ain't worried about who's sitting on your row who's looking at you crazy I'm talking about to somebody right now I don't know who I'm talking to but somebody who knows that without God you would have nothing you would be nothing you would achieve nothing you would go nowhere that's what David knows and that's what his desire is for us to know and that's why that's why he says my soul he says my he says my my soul makes its boast in the Lord let the humble hear of it and be glad that word boast in the text is from the Hebrew word halal it means to be supremely thankful or satisfied with something that's great. 
in this context, he's affirming God's awesomeness. Oh, yeah, when you in church, you can make up words. Awesomeness. The awesomeness of God. His, his soul is tasting God's goodness, sampling God's mercy, and savoring God's faithfulness. And the experience is so rich, y'all, and so rewarding, he invites others to share it. And that's why he chooses the words he uses when he says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify. What does that mean? Make great. Say, make great. The Lord with me. Let us exalt. What does that mean? Raise up <laughs> his name together. Make it larger. This is what miraculous moments, y'all, do for us and do to us and to others. Miraculous moments serve as a spiritual telescope. Uh, they make the awesomeness, the bigness, the ma majesty, and, and, and the glory of God clear, dear, and near. These moments prompt us to confirm in reality what we know in theory and that is God is awesome. He can move mountains, keep me in the valley, and hide me from the rain. That God is so awesome. He heals me when I'm broken. Strength when I am weak forever. He will reign. God is awesome. Are there any witness up in here in this service today who don't mind? while well, I pause from preaching just to give you a chance to shout on that. Because if you've ever tasted the extraordinary intervention of God, nobody has to push you. Nobody has to prompt you to praise. You don't need no pom-pom praise, cheerleaders, or nothing like that. Every time you think of the goodness of God, even if it's not on the schedule, if it's not in the bulletin, if it's not on the program, if it's not in the right place, when you start thinking about what God has done for you, your soul will cry, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, for saving me, for keeping me, for helping me, for healing me, for delivering me. Am I right about it? He starts with the proclamation. But then he reveals, or yeah, the, the situation, the situation, because this music, hear me when I say this, like all music has a context. Good, good music has a context. In fact, all music has a context. Music comes out of a context. Uh, blues didn't just fall out the sky. Blues originated on southern plantations in the 19th century, created uh, and crafted by slaves ex-slaves and the descendants of slaves who sang as they toiled in the fields. All music has a context. R&B didn't just fall out the clouds. It was derived from the blues, which was initially introduced in the late 1940s in urban centers all over the country. Hip-hop didn't start with Tupac. It came out of the South Bronx in the 1970s, an eclectic Collaboration of musical styles based on turntablism. That's another word. <laughs> the art of manipulating sounds to create music while simultaneously looping the break. She told me I had to walk this way. Okay, I'm sorry. Some of y'all only listen to Sirius XM, Kirk Franklin praise. I understand, but. All music has a context. And the context of this song is David's early adulthood. 
he entered public life, he was literally uh, an employee of Saul. Saul's administration was troubled. It was in ruins because he had turned his back on God and disconnected from God. Every day, some new story, some new scandal leaked out of the palace. His deplorable condition was obvious to everybody except Saul. He was still holding the seat, but he had already been fired, y'all. That, that's a sermon right there because there are some people who are still holding seats, but you've already been fired. And this was the problem. Here, listen... <laughs> This problem that created for David, it was a problem, but it created for David a platform. Don't miss that. I wish I would have said it a little bit better, so let me back up. This problem created a platform for David. God uses a problem to which David is the prescription. It's the problem that David, that David gained access to the palace. This problem allowed him to get access. Hear me well, my friends. Stop running from in your life the problems and start looking for them because it's the problem that's going to create your platform. It's the problem that creates a need for the skills that David brings into the environment. Don't ever forget that God uses the negative in order to create and build a positive. Now, some of y'all probably ain't no old enough to get that, but if you've been around for a little while, you understand that, that, that problems will set the stage for emerging possibilities. Your problem will elevate you and not eradicate you. Adversity creates an atmosphere for your advance. I'm trying to preach to somebody. God anoints us in trouble, not from trouble. You're at your best when the environment is at its worst. Your challenges are simply instruments, y'all, to facilitate your operation. Saul had a problem. Y'all stay with me. David is the prescription. And if I had more time, I'd tell somebody right now, you are the prescription. In fact, won't you help me encourage your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are the prescription. They see you as the problem, but you are the prescription. You, you need to find your problem because in finding your problem, you will discover your purpose. God is navigating a situation right now. I don't even know who I'm talking to, but he's navigating a situation for which you are the solution. You have what somebody needs. You are the cure for somebody's affliction. You are the solution for somebody's problem. There's somebody in this world who needs you. Somebody needs your intelligence, your skills, your ability. Somebody needs your charm, your personality, your smile, and your story. Somebody needs your sense of humor. Somebody needs your testimony, your voice, your prayer, your song, your vision, your faith. You are the missing piece to somebody else's puzzle. You are the missing element to somebody else's equation. You are the missing character in somebody else's story. Listen, your differences are really distinctions that make you unique, irreplaceable, and valuable. And Saul saw David as the problem, not as the prescription. And so he sought and was determined to kill him. And David had to flee the palace. But that's not how the story ends. Alone and on the run. He made an abortive attempt to find refuge with Saul's enemy, King Achish the Philistine ruler of Gath, but almost got killed over there. In fact, the only way he escaped, here it is, he escaped by pretending he was insane. You know, 
One of the great mysteries of grace is that God sometimes delivers us from stuff that we put ourselves in by dropping us in a situation where we got to act a little crazy. You ought to look at your neighbor and come on, look at him. Stare him in the eye and say, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to. Okay, somebody went all the way to the next verse. <laughs> That's the situation that set him up. That's the context to make him right. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my, y'all don't even know when to shout. I might have to put it on the screen next time. He says, I guess he was, they was responding the same way with him. So in the next verse, he says, this poor man cried out. He ain't talking about a man in general. He's talking about himself. I, this poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Oh, if that don't make you shout, I don't know what will. Because what he's simply saying is that when I called on God, he didn't ask me for a visa. He, he didn't ask me for my references. He didn't ask me for my resume. I, I didn't need to put a check on hold. I didn't need to give him a credit card to put on hold. No deposit, no cash app transfer to get my blessing. I called on God. He delivered me. He heard me because God has a holy habit of delivering people even when they don't know they're in danger. Come here, Hagar. I'm going to deliver you from desert death. Joseph from his brother's jealousy. Israel from enslavement. Daniel from political assassination. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from religious bigotry. Ruth from a bitter uh, widowhood. Jonah from his own prejudice. Vashti from disrespect and indignity. Job from grief. My friend, God has a holy habit of delivering people even when they don't know they're in danger. But here's the real shout. He can deliver you. Hear me well when I say this, that when you have nothing left but God, you might be desperate, but you don't need to be in despair because God is able to deliver you even in the times of trouble, trial, and trauma. Won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? David recounts his experience and commends us to trust the ability of God. He wants us to see that God is able to powerfully help those who put their hope in him. Can I get you just to smile into the neighbor real quickly and, and say you need to walk in that confidence that God will intervene. That God will deliver. That in his own time God will move. Life may be hard crisis may be catastrophic but God is able to bring you out because God's power is absolutely inexhaustible in relationship to any need that you may ever had and that's what Paul y'all remember Paul don't you that articulate African, that gospel globe trotter who would later write in the New Testament and he put it in words just like this. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask. Or th that's shout worthy by itself. 
that nobody can make that claim. Can't nobody make that claim because only God is Elohim. God is El Elyon. God is El Shaddai. God is Jehovah Jireh, Rapha, and Sitkanu. God is God Almighty. He's God eternal. He's omnipresent, omniscient. He's omnipotent. He's omnicompetent. God is ever evolving in relationship to your need so that whatever you need, God says, I am that. I'm strength in your body. I'm blood in your veins. I'm tuition in your account. I'm safety all around your life. I'm a roof over your head. I'm security in your soul. I'm the stability of your life. I'm every heartbeat of your heart. I'm life. I'm love. I'm peace. I'm joy. I'm strength. I can and I am able to handle it. Is there anybody here that got a shout? He's that. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Wait, wait. Because it gets better. Verse 7 says the angel of the Lord encamps all around those that fear him and delivers them. We never have to panic, y'all. I know stuff is going on all over the world that just, you know, gives you, cause you concern. Gas prices are sky high. The economy is looming. Stocks are low. Everything is high and the things that ain't high, just things that ain't on the shelf. But we don't have to panic, y'all. According to this scripture, the angel of the Lord. <laughs> y'all still ain't getting this. Huh? I'm giving y'all the remix. That was the perspective for which the prophet Elijah prayed in 2 Kings 6. Read it when you get a chance. There was a situation. He was in the city of Dothan. The king of Syria had surrounded the, the city with his armies intent on capturing or killing the prophet Elijah. His very life, y'all. Elijah's servant looked out and all he could see was chariots of soldiers surrounding them. And the prophet got down on his knees and he prayed a very simple prayer. Lord, open his eyes. God opened his eyes. The servant looked again. He had to clean his glasses off. Put him back on. He saw the army still, but he saw two armies. The other army was an army of angels with fiery chariots surrounding the Syrian army. And similarly, here's where you need to shout, y'all. Just like them, similarly, God has angels that are watching over you, angels that are surrounding you, angels that are protecting you. You didn't even know it, but you left at the right time because angels knew that you could avoid an accident the other day. We were driving on our way to Seguin to go to this new restaurant that I saw on Texas Eats. <laughs> My wife told me I'll be ready at a certain time. I took her out of work. <laughs> One minute passed, she said, I'm, I'm, I'm just about ready. No, she said, I'm ready. But she wasn't completely ready. And me being the patient guy that I am, sat, pulled the car out the driveway and just sat on the part of the driveway with the garage still open. And I waited. Got in the car, wasn't no rush, but we got in the car and I went a different direction. This time I had both my phone on for GPS and the car GPS and they were taking me in different directions. I didn't know which one to use, I just used one. As I was going down, the one that I chose Never before have I saw traffic on this highway 
going towards Seguin on 78, FM 78, driven it many times. Never saw traffic. This time, traffic had stopped. But when we got on the other side of the traffic, we realized that there was a wreck. Three or four cars had hit because they were doing some road work. And I looked over at her as we passed the wreck. I said, we had left on the time we thought we should have left. We might have been in that accident. That's when I realized that angels, y'all ain't hearing me. You, you in a rush. The reason why you took that detour, God had to slow you down because he knew what was a hit. There are angels that are surrounding you. Angels. Anybody believe in angels besides me? And that's why I come to tell you right quick, if you don't get nothing else, do not despair. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. The sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night. When I get to yours, you ought to shout. For God will preserve your soul from this time forth forevermore. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come to you. Is there anybody here that can shout and say, I believe it? God said it. If he said it, I believe it. See, he starts with a proclamation, y'all. He describes the situation, but then he issues an invitation. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Man, I feel like shouting just on that right there. He, he, he invites us to come and join in the experience that God uh, has, uh, the way he's experienced God. He wants us to experience, uh, he, he says, taste it. Just, just smile at your neighbor real quick and say, taste it. Mm, just, just say, mm, mm, mm. Listen, 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 listen. If you ever tasted something, you just like, mm, mm. Whew. Make you want to slap somebody. <laughs> People were lining up for a Popeye's chicken sandwich just so they could taste it. Taste buds are amazing, y'all. You have 10,000 taste buds on your tongue. 50 to 150 receptors and each of them sends information to your brain to tell your brain how things taste, whether it's hot or cold, whether it's sweet or sour, whether it's uh, salty or bland or spicy, whether it's got that New Orleans rub. <laughs> Anybody can make chicken wings. Well, God made the chicken. Anybody can fry them, but it takes some real people to really put some. Woo! When you go order ch your chicken wings, don't you be like, uh, let me have some... Uh, five, um, yeah, and then ten of those, and then nobody get the plane. And if you do, you go dock them up. I'm sorry, no, no, no real southerner would do that anyway. Yeah. That plane stuff is from y'all who were transplant down here. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, two weeks, all of your taste buds are completely replaced. Because you can go back to that same stuff that you really liked and can't really quite get to that same, you know, you know, it's, there's it's some stuff that you like 10 years ago that you don't eat no more. Some stuff that you, I mean, you, I mean, you ate it all day long and you can't even stand to smell it no more. Because you, all you have is, listen, is the memory of the experience because the taste, y'all, is never exactly the same. 
And sometimes people taste with the end of their tongues. Because they don't want to go all in. And that's how some people handle faith. They, that's how some people handle the church. That's how some people handle, the, handle God. They just, they just taste with the end of their tongue. Ain't really committed. There are sometimes people take a spoonful. They, 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 they almost persuaded. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's nice. Mm. Can I get you a bowl? No, that's okay. I'm good. I'm, I'm. Well, I ate a whole lot today. They haven't bought completely into the recipe yet. And then there's some people, y'all, who just gobble down the whole meal real fast. And they miss what the food tastes like. Because they didn't take the time to chew it long enough. David says, listen, I need you to taste and see, perceive, try, savor, and discover, test, discern for yourself what God is doing in life, with life, through life, and for life. Because sometimes, my friends, life will be sour. And sometimes life will be sweet. And you can tell in the church when life is sweet for some people. Because when life is sweet for some, they'll run all up and down the aisles. They'll clap their hands. They come in. They, they shout. Uh, uh, if you go to the same church with the same people every week, they have the same kind of praise. Life is sweet. Because when our lives are sweet, that, that's how we, we dance. We holler. We clap. We shout. We praise. But when our lives get salty, because they are sometimes salty. When we got to make friends with tears and get familiar with disappointment and, and, and shake hands with discouragement. You, you, some, for some reason, you can't praise God the same way. Uh, you, sometimes you got to praise God for it. And there are other times you got to praise God through it. And there will be times when you got to praise God in it. Uh, and sometimes you got to praise God despite it. God did not promise all green lights. God did not promise no speed limits. God did not promise no accidents and an abundance of friends. God has not promised first place medals every day. God has not promised an overflow of happiness. But wherever you are, whatever you are going through, you are to praise God in that space. Oh, taste and see. Even in the hospital, oh, taste and see in the courtroom when your bills are due, when your children are acting crazy, savor it. Let it sit for a while, swirl it around like a Chardonnay on your tongue. Get the fullness of the flavor. Don't let your faith be superficial, but learn how to savor it. Stop snacking on God, sampling faith like it's a Popeye spicy chicken sandwich. We got to stop practice praise and shout songs and theatrical testimonies and pimping prayers and hype hallelujahs and rehearsed rituals and hollow handshakes we've got to stop synchronized shouting and anemic anointing it's time to have a real personal experience with God and right now I'm just going to ask for just a few seconds if you've got a personal relationship with God and if you're feeling anything right now don't look to the left or the right but just go and express how good God has been in in your life savor the bitter and the sweet savor the sour and the spicy savor the highs and the lows savor the mountains and the valleys oh taste and see I'm almost through because if you taste and see you'll discover that God is 
good. I said God is good. Oh, I know that's become cliche for some of us, y'all. But God is good. The result of your personal tasting is that it will give you a personal testimony. You don't know what God has done for me. And I don't know what God has done for you unless we both talk about it. That's why you got to testify. And if you don't mind, I'm the pastor. I got the microphone. Y'all heard a whole lot of good preaching last week and the week before that. But can I just share just a little bit of my testimony? God made made me. God saved me. God called me. God healed me. God kept me. God propped me up. He provided for me. He protected me. He made ways for me. He put his arms around me. He shielded me. I don't feel no ways tired. Nobody told me the road would be easy. And every now and then God pushes me. He pulls me. He lifts me. He leads me. He helps me. And I don't know what you've been through, but I've been through the bitter and I've been through the sweet. I've been through the sour and I've been through the salty. I've been through the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs. And my experience, in my experience, I've learned to just simply savor the moments. I've learned how to savor the moments. And since I'm in this space, can I invite you real quickly to old taste and see the one, yeah, who was commissioned by God. Oh, taste and see the one who came to save the whole world. Oh, taste and see the one who took off his robe of divinity and put on a garment of humanity. Oh, taste and see the one who rolled down 42 generations, caught a nine-month train, jumped off in the womb of a teenage mother named Mary. Oh, taste and see the one who was smuggled across the border of Africa like an undocumented immigrant, the one who avoided government sanctioned genocide, the one who learned carpentry at the bench step of his daddy, the one who was part of a blended family and taught elders how to read the text correctly, the one who was baptized in the muddy Jordan, by his cousin named John, the one who was validated by the voice of God, the one who was pleased by his progress and tempted in the wilderness by an enemy. Oh, taste and see the one who provided libations at a wedding when an inept caterer ran out of wine, who encouraged fishermen and tax collectors to follow him, the one who lived on the street but showed everybody how to live an abundant life, the one who showed people the love that God gave by sending him to the world. Oh, taste and see the one who healed the sick and raised the dead and fed the hungry, Oh, taste and see the one who was accused of treason, the one who was denied by his friends, the one who was betrayed for less than $10, the one who prayed for his drowsy buddies, the one who wanted to change his assignment but died for the sins of the world. Can I go a little bit further? Taste and see the one who was tried in three different courts, beaten all night long, nailed to the cross, pierced in his side as the New Jerusalem Casino 
had opened up as they gambled over his robe underneath his feet. Oh, taste and see. The one who with bloodshot eyes looked at his mother as she was crying and asked for forgiveness for his enemies. The one who surrendered his spirit up to God put in a borrowed tomb sealed in the grave guarded in his death oh taste and see that early Sunday morning God raised him with all power in his hands and is there anybody here who has tasted God's goodness is there anybody here who can testify that God is good I dare you, I double dog dare you to look at your neighbor in the eye and say, neighbor, I don't know how you feel about it, but this is my story. This is my song, praising my savior all the day long. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Ain't the Lord all right? Is there anybody here that love my Jesus? If you love him today, if you tried him, have you tried him? You ought to shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ain't the Lord all right? I said, ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Come on and give us some praise. I'm through. All right, all right, all right. If I had 10,000 tongues, I'd praise him with everyone. If I had 10,000 hands, hey, hey, all right. Bow your heads with me, Father, we thank you again. What an incredible on-time word from Pastor Brown. Thank you again, Pastor, for blessing us with the word of God on today. Perhaps there is someone today who wants to become part of God's family. We tell you every week, it's really as simple as A, B, and C. A, admit that you need God and without him, you are lost in sin. B, believe that Jesus is the son of God and died for your sins. And in C, confess that Jesus is Lord and is one day coming back for all of us. We have made joining the church pretty simple for, for you. We encourage you to take out your phone and text the word JOIN to 830-689-8074. We will then connect you with one of our sharers and tell you how to become part of the family. If you sent that text or you're going to send that text, we already welcome you to the Resurrection family. Now, before we go, we once again want to thank each and every one of you for your continued financial support of this ministry. And you can continue to sow into this good soil by electronically giving through PushPay. Go to your app store if you haven't already downloaded the PushPay app and look for Resurrection or you can click the give link on the church website or you can mail it in or drop it off to our shirts location. We thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to join us online this Wednesday at 7 p.m. for Word on Wednesday as we continue our study 
of the fruit of the Spirit. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. Have an incredible week and be blessed.